Maybe she thought she was burying the news by doing it at this point in time. It's not great news for someone who had her ethnicity changed from white to Native American when she was at the University of Pennsylvania, who Harvard Law trotted out as an example of how good they were with diverse hiring, who said that her mother couldn't marry her dad in a normal wedding ceremony because her grandparents were aghast that, about how Native American, how Cherokee her mother was. So as far as her actual stories go, this rollout that she did today completely blows up everything she has ever said about the matter. She was not saying that she had roughly the same percentage of Native American ancestry that any other average white American does. She was saying that she was Native American, and not just Native American, but Cherokee. This does not help that. The Cherokee uh, tribe is not happy with that. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the rollout included this video, I think, that posted on her website yesterday. The president likes to call my mom a liar. What do the facts say? The facts suggest that you absolutely have a Native American ancestor in your pedigree. And then she sits there with a... Oh, we don't have her... her, Yes, yet her triumph... Oh, it doesn't matter. And she sits with a self-satisfied, see, everyone. Right. Um, Yeah. She has (laughs) half of the... And and even as I... Do we even say who we're talking about, or we assume everybody knows what we're talking about? I'm not sure we have. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, the uh, oft-mentioned Democrat candidate for president, progressive leader. Yeah, she's a huge deal. She wants to run for president. That's why she's trying to get this out there now, because it's become a bit of a thing that she at various times in her life has made a big deal out of being part Cherokee. Right. Trump has been mocking her endlessly on the campaign trail, calling her Pocahontas because he thinks she might be the candidate he's running against. When the joke is Pocahontas, which makes me crazy, but he understands that a lot of a lot of people wouldn't get that joke. So he just goes with the simpler Pocahontas. But anyway, but so she, as a humorist, it offends me. And there's some theories that she realizes how much damage was done to Barack Obama and how long he had to defend the whole birth certificate thing. So she wanted to put this behind her. So she does the whole ancestry test yeah, thing. Yeah. And the results are? Well, the results are she has 0.09% Native American blood in her. And to even enter this discussion goes against everything I believe. To break down a human being based on how much Jew blood they got and how much black blood they got and how much Indian blood they got. I find it repugnant. Nothing counts so much as blood. I disagree with you, Gene. I, I would say by 1911 eugenic standards, this conversation sucks. It's dehumanizing. Well, doesn't her own... Having said that... Doesn't her own argument cave in on itself? If she, if she's been telling the story that her mom had trouble marrying... Right. Because people were claiming she was part Cherokee. She was so Cherokee. And that's ridiculous. Right. But now it is a benefit that you're even less Cherokee. Well, I, mean, I don't understand the argument. She's less Indian than like anybody. That's the funny part, is the average European uh, North American, somebody of European heritage. That's what I am. 0.18%. So that is two-tenths of a percent. Is that because so many of, of Native American DNA? Do we all have a little bit because so many of us were getting with Indians? Yeah, pretty much. Back in the day? Well, yeah, there were enough people who did that one-fifth of one percent of us mm-hmm. uh, apparently can be identified as, you know, somebody back there was was of Native American heritage. Anyway, uh, but so the typical European-American has 0.18 percent. Uh, uh, Ms. Warren apparently has 0.09 percent, precisely half of normal. She was, she's, she's half as Indian as the average completely non-Indian. 
So she's like an anti-Indian. She's like anti-matter. She's a reverse Indian. She's a minus Indian. <laughs> if you add her and an Indian together, you get zero. <laughs> so, and at one point, Harvard referred to her as a person of color to show how good they are with diversity. Right, a Native American law professor. Because she had checked the box Native American on her uh, some form. Yeah. yeah. Which is a hell of a thing. I mean, if she can, we all can, based on this information. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've encouraged my kids to. None of them has, have bit. Um, and the good folks of the actual Cherokee Nation, and there is an asterisk to this discussion, which we'll get to in a moment or two, but uh, they are out with a statement saying a DNA test is useless to determine tribal citizenship. Current DNA tests do not even distinguish whether a person's ancestors were indigenous to North or South America. In other words, it you makes could be Hispanic. Uh, right. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, um, or native uh, South American. Right. Because there are quote unquote Indian tribes down there like crazy. And they're, oh, oh by the way, uh, people, America haters, uh, native peoples are treated terribly in Mexico. Uh, let's see, uh, moving along. Uh, using a DNA test to lay any claim to connection to the Cherokee Nation or any tribal nation, even vaguely, is inappropriate and wrong. It makes a mockery out of DNA tests and its legitimate uses while also dishonoring dishonoring legitimate tribal governments and their citizens whose ancestors are well-documented and whose heritage is proven. Senator Warren is undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. Now, would I? this would be my guess. Um, my guess would be that these various uh, tribes really are a little concerned about this ancestry test stuff that's going on. Yes. With too many people wanting to lay claim to some of the giant casino money, <laughs> giant casino money that's going around. <laughs> right. Right. And government benefits and the rest of it. Uh, a lot of the Indian nations are like any other political group, uh, meaning a group that has politics. Um, they want to hold on to the power and the money that they have. So, yeah, they don't they don't love this stuff. I mean, you have, uh, who, was it 60 Minutes did a number of years ago? Great feature on how... I think it was Time Magazine. Yeah, so at any rate, you got these uh, smallish Indian tribes who get the casino permit, and they start printing money. And, and a, lot of, a lot of casinos don't do well, but a lot do. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's just those eight people. They're the only people with legitimate uh, heritage. And then you have somebody come along who's absolutely legit, but because those eight people are in charge of deciding who's legit, they say, no, no, you're not. Well, and because of... It's it's mobbed up. And because of the whole ridiculousness of sovereign nation and reservations everything sure. like that, you don't have to open the books. Right. Right. We can't demand Belgium open its books to us, um, nor an Indian tribe. So anyway, they the, the Cherokee folks have plenty that they're trying to protect. I happen to agree with them to a large extent in this, but... Uh, so the president, uh, surprisingly... To no one has uh, begun tweeting. <laughs> Pocahontas, the bad version. Again, getting the joke wrong. Sometimes referred to as Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> is getting slammed. She took a bogus DNA test and it showed that she may be 1,024th, far less than the average American. Now Cherokee Nation denies her. DNA test is useless. Even they don't want her. Phony! Then he followed up. Do you have something on that? Or? Well, Sean mentioned earlier that both sides have ended up mad at her. Democrats are mad at her for having this big, like, two-day media storm three weeks out from the election when there right. are other arguments that could be made. <laughs> right, right. We're trying to do this thing over here, Elizabeth. Like, could, could you have waited? Hmm. 
Now that her claims of being of Indian heritage have turned out to be a scam and a lie, Elizabeth Warren should have should apologize for perpetuating perpetuating this fraud against the American public. Harvard called her a person of color. Amazing con, and would not have taken her otherwise. I don't know about that, but uh, thank you to the Cherokee Nation for revealing that Elizabeth Warren, sometimes referred to as Pocahontas, is a complete and total fraud. And, uh, oh, I guess that's the last one. Uh, I, what I wish would come out of this is we just put an end to all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, that's, you know, that, that's the other aspect of this that bothers me. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, she might have sincerely have believed the overstatement of some drunk right, aunt right. 40 I'm, years ago. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I think, and, we're, I think we're like quarter or eighth right. Cherokee, and she believed it. But when you start checking boxes on forms at jobs and universities, now you're into a different territory. Well, right. But you better do a little research before you start doing that and expecting some benefit from it. Well, yeah. Well, that, yeah. You're 100% right, and I agree. My point was going to be a little more esoteric, that Elizabeth Warren might have actually believed this. And so she spent her professional life advocating for Native peoples, allegedly, with the sincerity you can only hold if you are of native blood or a drunk aunt once told you you were. My point being the idea that only a black man can judge a black man, only a white man could judge a white man, and only only a white woman, uh, or the only people a white woman should be able to talk about are white women. And, and if you're a French-Canadian black guy, the only people you can have compassion for are French-Canadian blacks. I find the whole thing utterly, number one, racist, and also incredibly un-American. It abandons the pursuit of the ideals that, that we're all allegedly pursuing. There are some problems with the at-home DNA kits just in general and the way everybody's using this information in your family. And Neanderthal and proud, baby. Um, we're going to talk to Sherry Preston of uh, ABC News about that coming up. I see on CBS Early Show they led with the Elizabeth Warren story. Everybody's saying she, she could be 164th. That's the most charitable view because it's somewhere between 164th and, and like 1,064th or something right. like that. Yeah. Your most charitable view is pretty ridiculous. What percentage of Americans would think if you're 164th something, it's worth even discussing? Virulent racists. Yeah, pretty much. And besides, homo sapiens are the real oppressors. Fight the power! Um, (laughs) Our text line's 415-295-KFTC. I'd love to hear what you think about this on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was just in my truck getting something out of it, and it smells like French fries because I went through In and Out Drive Through mm. last night. I got there's got to be a way to avoid that. Put them in the trunk or. I don't have a trunk in my truck. Uh, Got to open your windows. Should you keep a cooler in your car and you can seal it in there? Or an oven, like a warming warming drawer. I don't really want my car to smell like French fries. You got to have a warming drawer, like you get, uh, you know, nice expensive yuppie kitchen mm-hmm. in your car. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, listen here, I don't have this in front. I of haven't me. done the DNA thing. 
the, the, the interesting thing to me is if you can have a family member decide to do it, and then stuff maybe I didn't want to know, they now know. <laughs> and it's true for right, me, too. Right, right. And, and they can certainly get to you from them. Sherry Preston of ABC News is reporting on some of the unforeseen aspects of at-home DNA kits and what they're being used for. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm great. How are you? Good. You know, I've done this. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I found it really interesting. I turned out to have in the 99th percentile of uh, Neanderthal DNA. <laughs> Not surprised. And Me too. If you ever saw the, if you ever saw the size of my noggin, that wouldn't be a surprise to you. Um, but uh, tell us about uh, the things that are emerging with at-home DNA kits. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of these things that you think, you know, you might have one sitting on the side and going, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking I want to do that, but I don't know if I want my DNA in this giant database for everybody to see. I'm not sure if I've done that. It turns out it doesn't really matter because, you know, a couple of scientists recently checked out more than a million of these DNA testing kits. And what they found out is that about um, a third of us um, can actually find out who you're related to, even if you've never even submitted the DNA because so many other people have. So many of your relatives um, have submitted their DNA, so they've found you anyway. One of them says you, you can kind of think of it like, um, you know, peeling back the layers of an onion. The further you go back, you know, the more layers you have with each layer from the center of the onion represents, you know, more and more distant relatives. And when you get that far back, the chances of a link to you are a whole lot, you know, more Sure. It's they're, like, more, they're more tire. It's like the old six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, I suppose. If you get enough yeah, people I, out there that have, have submitted their stuff, the, the, your information's out there. Yeah, and they found out recently, not, not too long ago, that uh, you might remember this, that um, you know Barack Obama and Dick Cheney were very distant cousins. I don't know if you remember that when that sure. story mm. came out. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but I mean, you know, you find that stuff out, and you're like, okay, well, I don't, maybe, don't want that stuff known about me, and um, they find out about it anyway. What you can also um, take into consideration when you're talking about this is that sometimes people can use this information to try to do bad things. I mean, I had a case recently with my father-in-law when he. Um, he, he actually had got a phone call from somebody who claimed to be my son who said that he had been picked up for a DUI and he needed money right away. You know, he, he, he stopped it in time, but we called the police and they said that, yeah, people have been using these tests and other stuff like your online profile and things to find out things like that, names and where you live, and to okay, try so, to, you know, scam money off people. So this this has more to do with the ancestry end of like ancestry uh, websites that try to help you figure out who your family is. That what I did right. was purely, you know, I'm X percent Icelandic and then Neanderthal right. and the rest of it. I didn't try to connect with anybody. You do that, but anyway, when you do that, that's what you find out, though. You find out these members of your family, who they are, what they are, you know, and you might find out that, you know, you thought maybe something uh, health-wise ran in your family, and then you discover through this that, no, it doesn't when you do the DNA. You know, people you thought were related to you maybe aren't related to you. People who you didn't know who are, are related to you. So, what? I mean, you know, and some people we've had, some people say, I don't want to be a part of this. This isn't one, something I want to do, but yet others are finding out who they are regardless of that. Define at-home DNA tests. Does this just mean I put the saliva or skin or blood or whatever I got to in a container at home and sent it off? Yeah, you take okay. a swab of your saliva, then you mail it into the company, and, and you can also do, like... I sent them all kinds of things. Urine samples, just... Oh, well, I just oh want to make boy. sure they had plenty of... Oh, boy. 
You wanted to know exactly who you were were related to. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, maybe I'll find out I'm uh, related to Elizabeth Warren, and I'll say hi at the next tribal council. (laughs) Oh, geez. There's no need for that. And you put (laughs) Sherry Preston in an uncomfortable position. Well, it made me smile. I'm sorry. Sherry uh, disassociates herself from the program, of course, as a proud representative of ABC News. Sherry, great to talk to you. Thank you. You guys, too. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Has this become a thing? Has anybody done this? This seems like this would become a thing, like there'd be a website for it. That somebody does 23 and Me and then does one of the other big ones. I don't know the names. And then has and then posts their results and they're they're completely different. Is that happening or not? I don't We got this text from uh I'm a genetic counselor. I have two master's degrees in genetics and I'm very all caps skeptical of at-home DNA tests. I think that would be an interesting test to do. Do a couple of the big companies and compare. If they say the same thing, I think you're pretty likely that's accurate. But if you got two different things, then right, they could I mean because they could be they're for profit businesses. And uh, New York Times did an article. They vary quite a bit in uh, in in how good they are. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you could be a company that you just you know, you know you spin a wheel there in the office. Tell him he's fourteen uh, percent Hispanic, he's thirteen percent Moroccan, and uh, whatever else. And right. Mail it back to him. Right. Yeah. Just cash their check. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with the whole. They can see who her dad, her father-in-law was, and then claim the son. Because I mean, you can get that like through Google. I mean, you can figure out. All right, there's Joe Jones related to uh, Eric Jones, age twenty-two. I mean, you don't need a DNA test for that, but yeah. I haven't gotten really into the looking for your ancestry end of this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I sent 23 and me a stool sample, and all I got back was a restraining order. <laughs> I got no information whatsoever. You're 76% troll. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% disgusting, is all they said. I'm, I'm having trouble signing on to my account. Maybe I'll try this other email address. You did the 23 News at the company you used? Yes, I did. My brother did it. Very pleased with the results. All he said was we're uh, we're, we got a lot of Viking in us. I don't. I I need more. I need more information. (laughs) We're in. I have a uh, no. Don't say it. Uh, I have a new health report. Uh, That's interesting. You're dying. We're all dying slowly from time. Uh, Let's see. Uh, They they ask you. If you would like to receive reports on this uh, late onset Alzheimer's disease report, oh, now that stuff's interesting. Parkinson's disease report. I would pay the thousand bucks or whatever to do the whole genome thing, where they dig into your uh, health history and all that sort. Of, I would like to do that. I don't even know how you go about it, but yeah. Yeah, that that could be some interesting information. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, word is investigators have turned up evidence a Saudi reporter was killed inside their consulate. Whoops. They've turned up evidence. That's hilarious. Trump administration demanding pharmaceutical companies come clean about prices, and we say goodbye to a high-tech superstar. Yeah, I want to talk about Paul Allen. That's uh, that's uh, What a story. You look at those pictures of him and a young Bill Gates, yeah. and you think, wow, that is, that's American right there. That's American spirit right yeah. there. Yeah, it is. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Across my favorite story of the day. Excellent. Is Donald Trump trolling America? Or did he just think this was a good idea? 
But a guy made a ridiculous painting featuring Donald Trump that Donald Trump hung in the White House. And we only know that because the the, the guy who painted it caught it during the 60 Minutes interview the other day when they're walking through the White House. He said, hey, that's that painting I sent to Donald Trump hanging on a wall in one of the rooms. Wow. And we got to tell you about this painting coming up. It is freaking hilarious. Excellent. Hilarious. Stay tuned. But first, we have breaking news. Breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. Joe Getty, co-host of the Armstrong and Getty Show, have two and a half times as much Indian blood in me as Elizabeth Warren. Do you really? Two and a half times. That's hilarious. Out of respect for my people, I'd ask that you remain silent while I'm speaking, Jack. The white man (laughs) trying to intrude on my speech. There's a shock. You guys didn't even mention the Breaking News Donkey's pumpkin outfit. (laughs) It's very cute. (laughs) See, I told you, Brandon, they like it. It's not embarrassing. (laughs) I received Uh, word uh, recently from a uh, a college student who I crossed paths with that uh, some college students went out to the pumpkin patch and got themselves some lovely little pumpkins. For, uh, for Halloween, which is charming. Decorate the dorm room, don't you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, a further word reached me that uh, one or more of those students may have uh, hollowed out the pumpkin and used it to craft a bong. A Halloween pumpkin bong. An unholy betrayal of the spirit of Halloween, if you ask me. Whatever that is. And very funny. <laughs> Wow. Not cool. Not funny. By funny, I meant not the least bit funny. So you're twice the Indian that Elizabeth Warren Two is. Two and a half times. How did she possibly think that this PR move yesterday was going to help her and not end up being, uh, not only making it worse, but just like endlessly mockable? If I were in the Senate and I were debating Elizabeth Warren, I'd say, that's bull, Elizabeth, and I notice you're sitting. So I guess it's sitting bull, isn't it? <laughs> And everybody in the Senate would crack up, and she would get red-faced and have to walk away. Red-faced because she's embarrassed, not because she's a Native American. That That is one of the great swings and misses in terms of, like, a PR effort I've ever seen. Wow. Anyway, let's get to the if news If we now. do achieve peace with North Korea, are you going to smoke a peace pipe, Elizabeth? <laughs> and everybody would laugh. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, I tell you, shifting gears, a high-level Turkish official says police have found certain evidence during their search of the Saudi consulate showing that Saudi writer Jamal Khashoggi was killed there. The official didn't provide any more details about the evidence. He was speaking on condition of anonymity with the Associated Press. but Well, go ahead, sorry. But Turkey's president is being quoted as saying investigators think that part of the consulate's interior had indeed been repainted. Yeah, Boy, like I said earlier, don't kill me in such a way that you need to repaint the room. Yeah, yikes. Well, um, maybe they're just being extra safe. you got to keep in mind with this, and this, you know, it's funny to watch cable news going crazy, but if it's about Trump, they go crazy. You can't believe a stinking word the Turkish regime says. Of course not. Of course not. Um, uh, so CNN is quoting a White House, a, a Trump advisor, a, a senior advisor to Trump, has told Trump this could be the most consequential decision of his presidency. Wow. How he deals with yep. this. That's a heck of a statement. I wonder if that is from the Lindsey Graham uh, body of thinking that uh, MSB, I always want to say MSG, that uh, MSB is a dangerous guy and it's of critical interest to the United States that we get new leadership in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Um, that's the only way I could possibly see that being true. 
Seems a little nutty to me, actually, is a claim that it's the most impactful decision he'll make. Well, I don't know. Iran, Iran is really working on oh, taking yeah. over that part of the world, and Saudi yeah. Arabia is our our best defense against that. Right, right. And then you know, and I'm beginning to uh, believe that MBS is is a bad guy and maybe crazy. Um, certainly crazy with hubris. But I'm going to go back and watch that 60 Minutes interview again because they interviewed him for a long time. Good idea. Yeah. But I was going to say, you've also got the problem of switching horses mainstream, or midstream, rather. Um, because there's a lot going on in the Middle East that Saudi Arabia is in charge of. And if you have a major power shake up you there... You, of course, ride your pony bareback because you're twice the Indian that Elizabeth Warren Two and a half times, yeah. please. You just use the main to hold on to. Right, exactly. Holding on to a long, long spear. Well, it's a golf club in my case, but... Saudi Arabia had previously called the allegations that the reporter was killed in their consulate baseless, but U.S. media is suggesting the Saudis may soon admit Khashoggi was killed there, perhaps as part of a botched interrogation. So the Saudi Arabia went from, we didn't kill the guy, that's completely baseless, he, he left, left on his own. Right. He was, good, he was right. chewing a stick of gum, as I recall. Oh, that's right, we accidentally killed him while we were asking him questions. Sure, yeah, that's the ticket. That's how the story has evolved. Holy cow. I got I didn't even know her. I've never heard of her in my life. Oh, okay, I've, we've slept together a few times. We were married for three and a half years. All right, <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> i got to remember the uh, term baseless claim, though, what the, uh, the right. Saudis said. I, next time somebody right. accuses me of something, I'm going to say, that is an entirely baseless claim. <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> what? I saw you do it. <laughs> baseless, I say. <laughs> <laughs> We had a hazardous materials team uh, called out to the Bangor, Maine, home of Senator Susan Collins yesterday. Apparently, a threatening letter containing what the author of the letter said was a poison had been delivered to her home. Right. Collins' spokesperson said that Collins' husband, the couple's dog, parts of the home were quarantined while the letter was analyzed. Apparently, the home was cleared. The uh, poison was non-existent, but this was... This is a pretty direct threat against uh, Susan. Yeah, Lindsey Graham was talking about that, and he said, now when he walks through Washington, D.C., nine people out of ten are very nice, and the tenth will scream at him and want to fight him. He's been spit on. He said he's never seen anything like this in all his years in the Senate. Um, And I'm telling you, that angry, uncivilized, vicious mob feel from the left is not going to be productive. I say that 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 gains a huge backlash. And and my lefty friends, I don't claim for a minute that most people of a left were bent are the angry Antifa mob spitting on people, screaming at them in restaurants. That's not most of you, of course not. But there are enough that it's starting to get a a bit of a bad smell. Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen, who created the landmark tech company with his childhood friend Bill Gates, died on Monday from complications of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was 65 years old. Gates saying he was heartbroken over the loss of somebody he called one of his oldest and dearest friends and stated personal computing would not have existed without him. You know, yeah, that's that's sad. He was really an amazing guy. I mean, yep. his, his involvement in the city of Seattle. Um, we ought to talk more about that at some point. Yeah, I didn't realize how much he is responsible for the way Seattle looks. Right. Yeah. I, uh, a lot. I also think it's really cool that they remained great friends till the end. Yep. It's kind of touching. You got all the guys who started Facebook together in the same room. I don't think anybody would walk out alive. Except, you know, Zuckerberg, because he can marshal the powers of Satan as as the Antichrist. <laughs> One last note. The Packers down the 49ers 33. Boo! 
30 last night at home, getting the win on a 27-yard field goal as time was running out. Kick is up. It is good. good. It yes. is good. Yes. Mason, Mason Crosby. Crosby delivers a dagger. Settle down, One you Midwestern chuckleheads. worst day ever. He delivers the dagger tonight. Two nights in a row, the team I was rooting for lost by a last-second field goal. Son of a... Maybe it's you. It's probably me. (laughs) Very well What do they say? Three NFL losses or three marriages? Look in the mirror. Mm. And the Brewers shut out the Dodgers for zip last night in L.A. They take a 2-1 lead. How much was Wisconsin loving their sports last night? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Big night. 2-1 lead in the National League Championship Series. Game four tonight at Dodgers Stadium. Probably did an extra shot of buttermilk. I spent a night in Wisconsin once among the nicest people I've ever met. Just every oh single God, yeah. restaurant, shop, yeah. every person I ran into could not have been just a genuinely nice person. I was reminded of that on my trip to Boise, that in general, the people of the Midwest are so kind. It really is amazing if you've been living on the coasts for a while. because yeah. they have the common enemy of the winter. <laughs> They're also grateful to emerge alive, yeah. right? Yeah. I did work with a lot of people, and I, I grew up in Wisconsin, but I worked with a lot of people who said everybody's nice when it's cold out, and that, that was true. Yeah. Everybody is pretty nice when it's super cold. There's something deep and anthropological about that as I look at my uh, DNA ancestry right. here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to join together. There you go, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Growing up in Chicago, that was my come on line. Hey, you want to huddle up for warmth? Huh? Huh? You know? You get a girl who's shivering, you never know. Something beautiful might start. Um, so this Want painting... to stave off uh, painful death from the cold together? Huh? This painting Trump's got hanging in the White House, I think he knows it's funny. <laughs> And the fact that somebody picked it up on video on 60 Minutes to out it is hilarious. We have also important things to get to. I think this the decision that's made on the Saudi Arabia thing, is a, that could be a big deal. I don't know how we're going to handle that. Are we going to push that guy out? I think there are more and more people thinking that's a good idea, I wonder which is a hell of a deal. Are we working behind the scenes, a Shaw of Iran-like? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You think? No? Huh? Oh. That's intriguing. That's what I thought. Oh, I tried to say intriguing things. Well, you did. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Sass for you coming up next hour, I hope. Talking about his new book about loneliness and tribalism and all that sort of stuff. He's, he's the, sassy. He's the senator from Nebraska and been getting a lot of attention lately. You booked him yet, Hanson? Yeah, what the hell? Book him. We're, we want him for an hour. Do a podcast, then we'll uh, have the highlights on the radio show. Everybody wins. So this artist... America wins. This artist is not a... Uh, pol- he's not political. He's not a member of any political party. He says he's a libertarian, most most often votes for Republicans, but he's made paintings of Democrats, everybody. He made this painting called The Republican Club. He's a real good painter. I mean, 
Painting people in, is well enough that you can tell who they are by looking at them is a talent. The visual arts are is amazing to me is flight. But anyway, this I is just a- I don't get how you do that. Uh, I, I admire it so much. He sends this painting to Trump, and then he sees it on 60 Minutes the other night. It was hanging in one of the rooms as Trump's walking around with Leslie Stahl. Huh. And some people, he got all kinds of like emails and phone calls and texts all of a sudden. Hey, your painting's hanging up in the White House. And the painting, and we'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. It's called The Republican Club. And it's Trump seated between at a table, and they're all having drinks, and some of them are standing, but they're, they're all hanging around laughing and backslapping. And that, I think that's I've sort of seen like, this. It's Trump seated between Eisenhower and Nixon. Right. Across from Trump are Lincoln, Reagan, and George W. Bush. <laughs> while Ford, Teddy Roosevelt, and George H.W. Bush are standing around the table. Right. They all have drinks. Trump apparently has a Diet Coke. Nice. He doesn't drink there he is sitting at the table. Straw or no straw, because I heard they choke turtles. The way the way Lincoln and Nixon are just yucking it up is particularly <laughs> hilarious. And then I heard you woke up and said, I, I, I freed the what? I've heard that one. Ford standing behind <laughs> Trump, leaning against the wall. Yeah, this is quite the gathering of living and dead first centuries people. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. So Trump hung oh, that up. Oh. <laughs> he, do you, he had to be hanging it up as a joke, didn't he? Or did he think, uh, this no. is fantastic? No, I don't think so. I mean, so. he does have a pretty gaudy taste looking at his plane and his, his, his house. And yeah, stuff like yeah. And there's a certain charm about it, too. And as a, a history freak, I find myself saying, wow, there's Lincoln and Nixon and Eisenhower, all from the same political party, vastly different human beings. And I just, I kind of, I think it's a fun... Uh, fun uh, painting. It's, it's just a thought starter. The uh, the artist said, I imagine everything Lincoln said was funny, so I always want to have him being funny. And there's sort of a give and take between Trump and Lincoln and everyone else is in on the story, and that's what's going on during this particular picture. Lincoln telling some funny jokes. Boy, Nixon's really enjoying it. Oh, there he is. Oh, Nixon's getting a good laugh. He, he had a lot of stress. He was enjoying it. <laughs> I'll paraphr- Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt leaning in. I'll paraphr- paraphrase my favorite tweet that I saw about that, that every single one of those guys would have fist-fought Donald Trump for ordering a tall Diet Coke at the bar. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Although, uh, W'd understand. Uh, is that Ulysses S. Grant in the background? I don't know. You know what's is interesting? Is he not uh, get invited to the poker game? He'd whoop all your asses. <laughs> three of those Except guys. Except maybe you, Ike. No offense, sir. Three of those guys were shot. Wow. Ford was shot. TR was shot. Lincoln obviously shot and killed. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh? That the is only, interesting. The only woman in the painting doesn't appear to have a mouth. Huh? What does that say? The woman Silencing something? I'll let you add the punchline if you'd like, Sean. No, uh, there's silence. Oh, is that, that's Hoover in the back, right? He's running the vacuum. <laughs> He's cleaning up. <laughs> hey, Hoover, you get to vacuum again, get it? Yeah, wow. I get it, A-hole. <laughs> Trump would be trying to explain to Abe Lincoln what a reality television show is. And right, right. How he kind of Why got... would anyone watch that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but they do. Seems odd to me. Anyway, that's quite a painting to hang in your home. Yeah, I love it. That's hilarious. See, I just, I, 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 it appeals to me for some reason. I don't know. It's like, uh, like one of them Franklin Mint plates, but better. It, it, it is. With Dale Hart, Earnhardt. Holding hands with Elvis, holding hands with John Wayne, and looking at the sunset. And on a cloud above them, Princess Diana. Exactly. Looking down with love in her heart. <laughs>
If any of you savvy interneters in the listening audience would like to Photoshop certain members of the <laughs> oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty show into this painting, uh, yes. I'm sure we would love to receive that. I uh, I would be delighted to receive that. Of course, that. serving drinks to Dale Earnhardt and Elvis Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> she has to be in there somehow. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Again, with Princess Diana leaning on a cloud, looking down on them all. That's right. Bless, blessing them or judging them or something. Sweet and virginal. Maybe both. On the cloud. Maybe, yeah, maybe both, exactly. So, all right, what's, what would be the the ultimate? John Wayne and Elvis on horseback. Right. Skinny Elvis or fat Elvis? Skinny Elvis. Oh, got to be skinny Elvis. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, uh, or, you know, uh, get a bigger horse. Um, <laughs> and then what's, how's Dale Earnhardt posed in this? Because he's got to be <laughs> Not as big uh, this part of the country, but when we, were near, when we were in the South, he was a very, very big deal. Oh, yeah. The idea yeah. of like a, a rug with Dale Earnhardt's face on it was something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or various portraits. or He was a NASCAR racer, if you don't know. You can't believe the number of people who were who driving around with the number three bumper stickers. That's it. Just the number three. Uh, giant lottery going on, getting a lot of attention. We're going to mock that a little bit. Also, Ben Sass here can explain to us what's wrong with uh, the country and us as people. And also, I think he might be right. A great moment in transgender rights as a dude has won the Women's Bicycle Championship. Hmm. Big old strong-looking guy, but he identifies as a woman, and he whooped all their their butts. Yeah, that is where the whole transgender thing gets complicated, sports particularly. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.